Love Today podcast. My name is Tracy McBeath. I am the health and healing coach. I'm so glad you are here. Now is time just for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. All you need to do is sit back and relax and let what I'm going to share wash over you. Hello everyone, it's lovely to be here with you again for another episode of the You Have Today podcast. I missed last week because I had a bit of a cold and was coughing and spluttering, so I didn't think you really wanted to listen to me uh, cough and splutter everywhere. So today I want to share insight number 68, which has been coming up a lot with my coaching and mentoring this week. And there's a really good reason why, because I think it's something that tends to trip us all up. Um, There's a fantastic YouTube video on YouTube called This Is Water. And I share it a lot with my clients and my coaching clients that I mentor because it really shows us how the most obvious and simple things in our life are the hardest things to see. And this is when it comes to awareness. It's so obvious, you know, we can't see what we can't see, but of course we can't see it until we see it. And with insight, we gain awareness and we get to then see how obvious it is. And I'll put a link below to that talk if you want to have a look at it. It's one of my most favorite ever talks that I watch. And I think it just challenges the way we choose how to see anything. And uh, most of us don't even live in the awareness that we have the option to choose how we see any situation in front of us. In fact, I would argue that it is the only thing we have control over. Everything can be taken from you apart from the way you choose to see what is going on in front of you. And I think that realization is really empowering because then I get to decide how I see every day in front of me and so do you. So I'm going to read to you Insight 68. It says, there is nothing more important to true growth than realizing that you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. By Michael Singer and he wrote a book called The Untethered Soul. If you are interested in doing a little spiritual journey inside I encourage you to do it and his book is an amazing one that will take you there. What if you stopped listening to that voice in your head? That voice that told you you can't do this or you can't do that. That voice that said you had to weigh this amount to be worthy. That voice that said you were not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough or born with enough. That voice that drove you to do the same behaviors over and over again, even though you just don't want to do them anymore. Being able to step back and become a more passive observer to that inner voice is essential if we want to transform. It is the only way transformation can truly occur. Continuing to believe and act on that voice will keep us locked into doing what we've always done. When we understand deeply that we are only ever feeling our own thinking, that thought happens through us, but it isn't us. We can start to become a lot less gripped by what it's telling us about who we are and what we're capable of. All those stories we've created over our lifetime that we think help keep us safe, they really don't. And when we start to become less gripped and less reactive, less convinced by the reality of what it's saying to us, we will open up space for our innate well-being to beam right through. 
What has happened to me over the last four years, now six years, is simply this. I have stopped believing those thoughts in my head. Pretty much all of them. Well, there are a few that still are in there that trip me up, which is okay. I saw that voice wasn't really me, which meant I stopped spending so much of my time focused on largely meaningless stuff that was essentially getting me nowhere. Can you imagine what could be possible in your life if you stopped believing the thoughts in your head, even the ones that you have had in there for a very, very long time? Especially those ones. You don't need even need to imagine what life might be like. You just need to distance yourself from that voice and watch it unfold in front of you. So you just need to distance yourself from that voice. I know it sounds easier than said than done. But I think when we start to see this intellectually, we get really busy at the wrong end trying to change really what is essentially just the tip of the iceberg instead of actually looking beneath to see how we can totally change the way we see what's going on. In my long-term support group, so I have a group called The Art of Thriving where people can join and stay for as long as they need. But it's essentially a six-month program where we get connected as a group twice a week and I show them different stuff. And part of it is um, having access to a WhatsApp group where I show up every day, Monday to Friday. I do need some reflection time myself. But I show up every day in the morning with some insight to help point my members to something in their awareness to see um, some insight, helping them to really see beyond their conditioned thinking, helping them to become more consciously aware of their own role in their healing because healing is our job. It's nobody else's job to do that for us. But a couple of the insights that... I've written over the past couple of days, I think would really resonate with you if you're really resonating with what I'm talking about here. So the first one comes around boundaries and the second one is about habits, but they are essentially pointing to the same misunderstanding. So let me read them to you. So who is the judge of what's okay and what's not okay in our life? What's okay and what's not okay when it comes to setting boundaries? If we find it hard to say no, or if we do say no and we feel guilt for days, there may be something for you to hear in this. Either way, it creates unpleasant feelings, so we're kind of in a bind if that's what we're experiencing. We know that there's only what you see to do moment to moment, and they are your only options to see. What you see is what you see. Mostly we've been taught to go right towards doing something differently, to focus on changing the behavior or feelings. But hopefully you're seeing that this is like trying to move an iceberg by just chipping away at the top. We need to look deeper into what's underneath the water. Because when we see the whole thing differently, the tip, which is our behavior, changes as well. Just seeing how the iceberg is a beautiful metaphor for how we work, all we and others can see is that tip but there's a whole world underneath that water isn't there just the same as pulling back the curtain to see behind the magician's illusion can we see the whole thing differently 
Let's see if I can point you in that direction. When we're asked to do something, what comes up is a whole lot of thinking. I don't want to seem unpleasant, rude or mean. What should I do? What if I say no and they get upset with me? If someone asks you to do something and all you're focused on is what your mind is saying, then they are the only options you are going to see in that moment. You will either suck it up and, and seem mean or you will say yes. Either way, you're probably going to be living in a horrible feeling. But guess what? You're not stuck with that thinking that comes up. That habitual thought created meaning of your experience is how your mind is creating meaning for you in this moment based on past experiences. But it isn't true. We feel it as if it is real, but it's not. It's always an only thought coming to life looking really real and full of shame or guilt or possible rejection or whatever your mind has created for you. But it's all a thought bus just coming by. That is all. We do not have to jump upon it. We all have our thought habitual buses coming and going and they're not ours. They're not our mind telling us anything that's true. It's simply repeating patterns. And in that moment, you get to hop on it or not. It is always how thought shows up for us. Every time our mind goes to a label or a rule or a story, you don't have to hop on it. It only feels like it is because it's been showing up, opening the door and you've been hopping on it for so long that it feels like you and it feels really real, but it's not. When we start to see that it is optional, we gain access to more options. You're shifting the iceberg from the base because you're seeing the whole thing differently. Not just chiseling away at the top of what we should and shouldn't do, which is all made up from our personal mind anyway. Not doing it to avoid certain feelings or because we want to be loved, etc. We get to step back and see the whole picture and then decide from a place of a whole lot more options and choice and a whole lot less should or shouldn't. You either say yes if you want to, or you can, or you say no. And the thought buses can just keep riding on by that includes the guilt bus. There is nothing more important to true growth than realizing you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. There's that Michael quote again. So the second insight that I wrote this morning, very similar, but of course the topic is habits, changing habits, habit change, urges, all that sort of stuff that many of us struggle with. And that is the job of what I do to show my clients, to show you where to look, to create the insight you need to totally change the way you're looking at what's going on. So this is what I said this morning. In a podcast interview yesterday, I was reminded how much I used to believe that food and alcohol were giving me stuff to help me navigate my life. For many years, I couldn't imagine that I could possibly get through raising my young children without alcohol, helping me to relax at the end of a stressful day. I also couldn't imagine ever seeing through the belief that I just had to eat certain foods because of the relief they brought me. I reacted instantly to my internal emotions, to what life was throwing up. I didn't question them. I just did whatever I saw to do to bring relief from what I was living in in that very moment. That relief lived in food and alcohol. 
For others, it lives in complex daily routines and a myriad of other habits our mind has so helpfully created for us in order for us to be able to navigate life. What started to gift me What started to gift me with the freedom from all my habits I didn't want anymore was to see that these things didn't give me anything I had thought they did. They promised so much, but never delivered on that promise. I had to step back from the specific habit I was wanting to stop and see that all feeling was energy created in the moment and none of it I had to fear. I certainly didn't need to stop the feeling by acting. I just had to see it was the energy of a busy mind passing through me and as soon as I did that it was on its way out and I got on with my day. None of the things I did habitually, drinking, overeating, eating when I wasn't really hungry, ever brought me pleasure. They're not things we innately want to do. I actually remember the first glass of alcohol and it was disgusting and yes, perhaps a little bit of chocolate was pleasurable for a moment but a whole block never was. My mind had many stories attached to both food and alcohol that actually stopped me for so long from seeing what those habits actually are. My response to a habitual feeling that I didn't see couldn't be true. And if I didn't act, it would simply become too unbearable. And it felt like I would die. That's how habits are designed. We have a massive capacity to see We are okay in any experience we are having. To see who we truly are no matter what is coming through us. When we know who we are and that we don't need anything externally to give or take us away from any feeling, we can start to see our habits from a different viewing point. We move up from the basement and our awareness expands. Life was simply better without alcohol and eating a whole pile of crap. I did for a few years have a story I didn't see for a while about socially drinking and eating crap socially still being something I wanted to be able to do. I probably wanted to do it in order to fit in and not have to experience the uncomfortable feelings that often arise from standing out. But I eventually saw through that one too. I was okay, I was okay. No matter what my story, my mind was spinning which was constantly searching for ways I could moderate my habit. Perhaps I could have a binge on ice cream and chips every now and again, or perhaps I could still drink socially when I wanted. Well, perhaps I could have, if I had wanted to. But none of those things do anything for me, so I just don't want to do it. No willpower required. I just needed to remember who I am when I notice what old stories my mind is spinning That's what I deeply saw. Why would I want to entertain and engage in ways I could moderate something that just never gave me anything I thought it did? It was all a made-up story. All of it. And your job is simply a remembering of who you deeply are. Until next time.